Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Daily Hype Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard. Today, we have a great friend of mine, <clears throat> Maria Marianne Altuve. She is a genius branding expert, super multifaceted woman who is doing all the things, motivating her community, her self-made babe community with inspiration, motivation, her Facebook group. She has a membership she's launching. I mean, Marianne Altuve exploded last year and she's been motivating so many people on Instagram and Clubhouse. She has a really strong audience. She cares so much about business and she joined me today to talk about all these different things things, but especially about what it's like to work in the digital space. And if you are working in the digital space, then maybe you need to hear this. Maybe you agree. And if you're not working in the digital space, I think it's something to kind of be aware of because there's definitely some scammy behavior going on, right? Now, I love Marie. She and I have worked with each other in many different ways. She's been such a great help to my business, and I'm just very excited for you to get to know her because she's so sweet. She cares so, so, so much, and I just love her perspective on things. So enjoy the podcast. Let me know that you love it, and I will see you next week. So Marie, should we start the podcast, how you start things? With your Hannah Montana voice. You could if you want. Yeah. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Thank you for doing that. I was like, what a great way to start the podcast with just a little yay. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That is what you, that's what you use for what? Your Instagram lives or like your podcast? My- what yeah, I use it for my podcast intros. And yeah. hopefully when it comes to sponsorships on that podcast too. But here's a dreaming. There you go. Well, yeah. thank you for coming on the podcast, Marie. I just did a little intro on you. And so people are ready to hear more about you. But Thanks. you are one of the many, many victims of my direct messages saying, we are going to be friends. And then we become friends. Yes. This is yes. how I've made many friends in my life is by a force through direct message. I respect that because I probably would have never reached out, not in a condescending way, but it's just like, I don't know how to talk to people. So I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, I am very happy that I did. And it were, it didn't really work out as creepy as it sounds, but I basically wrote you and was like, hey, we definitely have overlapping audiences. And mm-hmm. we should work together in some capacity. I would love to chat mm-hmm. with you. And we got mm-hmm. on Zoom and we basically just chatted for like two hours. And we've been friends ever since. And I loved that. We were just like talking shit about the coaching industry and just giving our own spiel and just agreeing to things and just adding more to our friendship bucket. Exactly. And we are going to dive into that. Don't even worry because that's something that I know you and I definitely riff on often but before we even dive into anything between you and I I would love it if granted I just gave you a little intro but I'd love for our audience to hear a little intro from you Marie and Altuve who is the creator the CEO the chief empowerment officer of self-made babe yeah so hi I'm Marianne Altuve and I am the founder of Self Made Babe. Self Made Babe is an online community for influential female entrepreneurs where I make sure to minimize 
the barrier of entry for all women when it comes to business and entrepreneurship. And so I felt very called to do this, especially since I wanted to meet like-minded women. And since I didn't really have many friends, or at least the friends that I did have weren't really into entrepreneurship, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go out there and try to make as many friends as possible. And here we are. Here we are. And you grew astronomically. I mean, I remember watching you go from like 3,000 to 5,000 to 10. Like I just was watching it soar so quickly. And I also want to make sure that we touch on that later too. But um, I think what you do is so powerful because you really are inspiring your community in huge ways. And I feel like you have a microphone to your community that a lot of people don't where you're saying like go do the damn thing like i'm here for you i'm creating an environment where you can ask me questions and feel safe and i'm going to make this as easy as possible for you because it wasn't that easy for me and i think what's really interesting is that you actually got into this in essence because you were saying like i can't find the job that i want and so i'm gonna go make it right 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 so tell I was us applying. about that like road. Yeah, definitely. I was, I graduated from college December, 2018 and 2019, I was going to apply to corporate jobs. I applied in New York. I applied in L'Oreal. Um, I remember that was one job position that I really wanted in L'Oreal. Cause it was like, it's in Hudson Yards. That's where I want to be. I love that area. I want to mm-hmm. live around there. Like if I could just walk to my job, incredible, amazing things. And um, nothing to in 2019, I was applying to corporate jobs and I was on the sidelines for my boyfriend's family business. And I thought that was going to lead to moving to New York because my goal, regardless of what I was going to do, was to move to New York. That was my dream. That was everything that I ever wanted because I just love the city so much and I feel like I thrive there and hopefully maybe in the future that will be a thing but um when I was applying to corporate jobs I heard back from no one and maybe it's because I switched my majors from business to biology to go into the pre-med field and then from pre-med to back (laughs) to marketing you know I didn't have a fully defined bachelor's I just switched my majors back and forth and I was like you know what I'm just gonna major in interdisciplinary studies so that I don't have to add an extra year or two to my graduation date and so you know I was like okay I'm just gonna graduate at this time the way the day that I was supposed to graduate on which was supposed to be in December 2018 and regardless of my biology degree or my interdisciplinary studies degree I was like I still want to graduate at this day I don't want to dive into more or more debt or dive into more years of like losing the best years of my life studying. So I switched my majors back from biology to interdisciplinary studies. And I guess the pivotal moment that led me to wake up and shift, make that shift was I felt like I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing or I wasn't fully in love or passionate anymore about medicine and about becoming a doctor Mm -hmm. and um 
in that moment, in that same summer semester that I decided to switch my major, um, they found atypical cells in one of my moles, which could have been, could have been, could have led to skin cancer. And so I was like, I'm a very hypochondriac person. I will admit to it. And so um, learning that if, if you can get PTSD from like anything, like anything relating, yeah. To, if you can get to PTSD from a medical diagnosis, that is me. That's what occurred to me. And that's what I currently suffer from. Like, I'm like always constantly looking at my moles and just like, if something happens, I'm freaking out. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, and so I was like, if I like dramatically, I'm like, if I die tomorrow, like I want to make sure that I am doing what I love and that I am happy and that I'm actually going after my dreams. And so I was like, I'm no, no longer going to be going down the path of becoming a doctor because I don't want my life to begin once I am 10 years or 12 years down the line after going to medical school and residency and all those things that you have to do, right? Right. Um, and so I was like, I'm a very family-oriented person. I love that my parents have their own business. Like, that's the kind of life that I want to have. And so I just aspired to that Mm -hmm. and so once I graduated I applied in 2019 never heard back from anyone that was a year where I was doing an online certificate for digital marketing and learning on the sidelines for my boyfriend's family business and that was a great opportunity for me because I was able to learn about the manufacturing aspects of building a brand, wholesaling, private labeling, working with million billion dollars, even public publicly traded companies um, through their business. And so learning that and seeing how entrepreneurially driven and instinctually I was, I was like, I want, like, I don't love that people are gatekeeping this information. Right. And then I stumbled upon the online coaching industry. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. But then again, they were also gatekeeping the information. And I just be. thought that was bullshit. Cause I'm like, you're really charging thousands of dollars to tell me what to do instead of actually telling me how to do it. Or right. maybe have that money invested into someone that can do it for me. Right. And so seeing that I was just oh and also seeing like what other people were doing in the online coaching space I was just like I'm not for it like in the real business world this isn't what goes down right like you do you may have mentors along the way but like there's no need to hire a coach like people with businesses just grab their money and they learn along the way and then if they have prior experience or if they are well networked, they will start scaling their business. But which is what I think you and I always bond over because we yeah. feel very connected to that industry. Like, you know, I can speak for myself here where that's why I really heavily lean on the verbiage, I'm a consultant, not a coach. Because I think that and not to discount, there are some business coaches that are really well meaning and who do a great job of like guiding people through a business model, even if they have all the skills but they don't necessarily have the confidence. There's something to that, but they don't necessarily have a lot of responsibility held to them towards the results or the actual business. And 
when I entered the space, that was what I noticed was missing is everybody's talking about mindset and everybody's talking about how to grow on Instagram, but how, what about your business foundations? What about those strategies? What about scaling? What about financials? What about Excel? Like what about all these things <laughs> that actually change your business that actually bring right. you success, right? And so right. in our first conversation, I shared very openly that the online coaching space is kind of gross to me because it does feel like they're taking all this money and still not giving the answers. And I think that's the big problem is that yeah. people are charging $350, $550 for a course. They shouldn't feel confused afterwards. And right. I was noticing a lot of people coming to me and saying, I'm so in debt because nobody's actually helping. Which I don't, so sad. so sad. I don't actually know how to be a business owner. And I feel so reliant on having a coach because everybody keeps pushing this mentality of you should always have a coach and your coach should have a coach and coaching is the only thing that's going to help you grow. And if you invest in your business, that's the only way you're going to see success. And it kind of breeds this environment of like, if you're not giving me your money, then you're going to fail. Right. And I came in saying, how about I'm just going to lead, I'm, instead of like saying, I'm going to lead you every step of the way and you need me, how about I teach a man to fish? I'm going to teach right. you how you think like a business owner and how you, you know, create strategy and use strategy. And so when we first chatted, I think we both had a light bulb moment of like, wait, other people see this. Like mm -hmm. we are not the only ones who Definitely see not. through this bullshit. And it's right. only, it's been like since then that we started to find other people and other people and other people that also kind of feel like this quote unquote coaching industry is kind of a huge ripoff, right? Right. And so we come from the space of like, how do, how can we do things differently? Even if we kind of exist in the space, even if it's right. on the fringes. Right. And that's why I started Self-Made Babe because it's, I just wanted to make the self-education accessible as possible. Right. And I feel like your prices are phenomenal. It's a lot, it's almost all less than a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. For the most part. Yes. Which is great and super valuable. And I think it shows how much you care about your community. And I feel like that is what has made you kind of like a longer lasting person in the space. Like I don't see you going anywhere because you're not saying I want that, you know, that like consistent flow of $350 courses, even if it doesn't really help anybody. Like right. every time we talk about things that you're doing, things that you're launching, you're always asking, do you think I'm providing enough value? Do you think that this is good enough for people? Do you think there's anything else I should add? Do you think that this is great for them? Because you, I mean, you care more than probably anybody in the space, which is amazing. Thank you. That means so much to me. I, I consider myself a bleeding heart. So like if I could give this all for free, I would. But I'm like, I see other people making money off of it. So clearly. I'll make something. Yeah. So you are one of the most ambitious people I know. You started Self Made Babe and took it to how many thousands of people do you have now? About 20,000 Instagram followers. 20 on Instagram and 20 on TikTok. There you go. Incredible. So you've got about more than 40,000, but let's say a 40, 50,000 person audience and growing by the minute. And you did that very fast, six months ish, right? Quick. And I think that that is a super impressive, 
But thank you. You're welcome. But while doing this, you launched a branding agency. Yes. And it's called Detailist. (laughs) Detailist, yes. Yes. So Detailist is a creative agency slash marketing agency that I started in hopes of it becoming more so a lead flipping agency because I knew through Self-Made Babe, I would attract a lot of different businesses. I would just bring a lot of eyes in general to whatever I am, whatever else I'm doing. And so with Detailist, you know, I would love to be like more so like the visionary for the brand, but have it be an agency where it houses everything. So right now it's in its baby stages, but my, my bread and pudding, is that what people call it? My bread and butter is definitely <laughs> self-made babe, but through Detailist, I do offer like branding and a few like social media strategy services, which is yep. incredible. You launched a magazine, an interactive magazine, which was stunning. Thank you. And you, you do that, what, quarterly, right? Quarterly, yeah. Amazing. You have a podcast, the self-made babe pop, pod, can't speak, self-made <laughs> babe podcast. Yes. You have a burgeoning Facebook group growing by the minute. I mean, I feel like everything you touch explodes. And do you think that you have a secret sauce to how you've gotten that to work for you? I don't think I have a secret sauce. I think it's just knowing what people will react to. Mm -hmm. Just using the right verbiage, using just being of of value to other people, being a, a resource to someone and just being that go-to person or being that one-stop shop for business or entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're always like spinning so many different plates. Like, where do you think that comes from? My ability to handle all of it too. Yeah. Because I, I would say I'm a master multitasker. Mm-hmm. Like nothing can really overwhelm me unless I'm like, okay, this is a lot to handle, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I really think my pre-med track truly helped me balance all of these things because I was wow. a teaching assistant as an undergrad student and as a full-time undergrad student. So I was like taking like 16 credits a semester along with like being a teaching assistant for wow. a chemistry laboratory and then having to shadow and then volunteer Like there was a lot of, oh, and then being a part of clubs, like there was a lot of spinning, a lot of plate spinning that I had to do in my undergraduate career. And I think that's what really helped me because not only did I have to be a full-time student, but I also had to take into consideration like my actual job and like nurturing my own students for the chemistry lab and making good connections with professors. Like it was just Marianne, like pre-med Marianne was like on steroids (laughs) and right now I'm actually like chilling and happy but like I do think my ability to handle a lot of things on my plate comes from my experience as an undergrad student. I actually always say the same thing. I was you know double majoring. I was on accident because I switched majors and I was like well the major I'm switching into needs a lot of the same credit so I might as well but double majoring. I was involved in my sorority, really involved. I was really involved in three different clubs. 
I was always dashing all over campus doing something like sleeping three or four hours a night. And mm -hmm. I think that that I think you just find a vibe with it. You start to learn how you react to right. managing so many different things that when things start to fall off as far as like you graduate and you don't have those clubs to go to anymore and you don't have this, you start to be like, well, I've been juggling so much for so long. I might as well like keep up the momentum, you know? Right, right. And I think right. that helped me in the fashion industry. I think that helped me in many different things, but I'm completely, is it funny to go from like pre-med to entrepreneurship? I love that. No, actually no, because my whole plan with going down the pre-med route was like, okay, I'm going to go into dermatology and then I'm going to launch my own skincare line as a dermatologist. Oh, nice. So it was going to be a thing. Hopefully a beauty, a clean beauty line is down the road for me. Yeah. That is still in one of my business ventures that I have in my list of business ventures that I want to begin. Um, but yeah, that was like my plan. Like I was going to go to through med school, going to be like a certified dermatologist gain my credentials through there, have a bomb ass brand <laughs> and um, serve my clients and serve whoever. I want to be like Murat and being sold in Sephora, you know? Right, right. So it, it was like, I guess I, I always wanted a business. It was just like, what way to get there? Nice. I think you, um, you've always obviously been destined for entrepreneurship then. I, I think so. I don't want to say destined, but like, I think that's what's always called. Yeah. That's what I've always felt called to do, I guess. So your community is self-made babe. Mm -hmm. So what, what can't, where did the name come from? Obviously we know what like a self-made woman is, but like, right. was there an aha moment when you were like, that's what it's going to be? Like, what to you is a self-made babe? Yeah, for sure. So I actually started this lifestyle brand with my boyfriend it was called self-made movement and the whole reason it we even started that brand was we were leaving maybe like our teaching assistant meeting because he was also a teaching assistant with me um we're on our way back to his car we we're going in the garage looking for his car and i noticed a black bmw parked that said self-made in their license tag and i'm like that would look so good on a shirt. And mind you, at that time in 2018, the word self-made wasn't as hyped at all. So I was like, I'm going to mock it up on a shirt and like, it could be a really good idea. And I, I just told my boyfriend about it. I was like, that would look really good on a shirt. Like we can build a brand around like empowering people to become self-made. Uh -huh. And so I mocked it up on a shirt. We looked up screen printers in our city, which is Miami. And we found a guy and we we're like, okay, we can, we can do this. Like all we have to do is open up a Shopify store, start an LLC together, do all the things that we need to do to start a business in Florida, open a business bank account together, and then just purchase the inventory and start building a brand around it. I love, and really quick, I love that you're like, all we have to do is start an LLC and then open up a joint banking account with the business and then do all the things to legalize the business and then get the inventory and then set up Shopify. And it's like, that right there is what stops everybody in their tracks though, right? Everybody's like, oh my God, how, where do I even start with the LLC? And you're like, well, that's all you have to do is the LLC and the bank account and the inventory. And it's like, right. that right there just shows how you think. 
Oh, I love that. I never that I've never put it into perspective. So I guess that would be like my answer into like why I went down this route. But yeah. So anyways, I was just like, no, 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 don't apologize. I was just like, yeah, yeah, we'll just like get started. We put money down from what we've gotten from being a teaching assistant, Um, especially in the summer. We get paid twice because we we would do summer A and summer B Mm because it was like split into six weeks the whole semester. Um, so we're like, we'll just use the second one that we normally get for one semester and just like invest it into a business. And so through that, we started building a brand, just empowering millennials because we just didn't love that people were hyping up that they're tired in college or like that they're overwhelmed, depressed or whatever. But there's so much, there's so much to be like proud of, you know, like if you want okay. to be a nurse you're self-made. If you want to be an entrepreneur, then you're self-made. If you want to be a teacher, you're self-made. And so, you know, we didn't agree that in the online space, the only way to be happy and successful is through starting a million dollar business, which is not the case. A lot of people have different versions of success. And so that's what we built the entire brand around. And so building that I was able to attract females and he was able to attract males because together we were a beautiful team and um in that moment I was like I want to just start empowering women like you know how the movement watches Uh do movement and then they do movement for her or her movement so I was like oh I'm just gonna do kind of like the same thing that they're doing just like cater to women under the self-made umbrella Right. And so I just started uploading quotes here and there. And then um, I was like very inconsistent with it. And then 2020, I was like, I'm done. Oh, well, I guess I can talk about what happened, like why self-made is no longer a thing. But either way, when my boyfriend and I got started with the business, it was going well for us. We were, we were selling at local trades, trade shows, not trade shows, markets in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um and then just like as months passed by and as we started to graduate, like my boyfriend had more, more responsibilities that he had to cater to that sure. I didn't. And so it was just like, it was impossible to juggle, I guess, the two for him. Uh-huh. And so like, well, I can't really, since we built this up together, I can't really move forward because he, again, he attracted the men, I attracted the women. And like together, it's like we built a community for everyone inside. But again, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would still wouldn't have like that same spark that it did before. So like, I guess I'll just pivot self-made movement into self-made babe and just start building that brand. And that's what happened in 2020. Cause I was like done working on the sidelines. I was done waiting to get hired. I was done not having the dream life that I wanted to have. So in 2020, I decided to just go for it. And I decided to just be a resource for Mm -hmm. as many women as possible. And I was just learning along the way, seeing what works. It's like the trick. You know what I mean? Like something today that was like, the goal is not to have a finished product. The goal is to continually work on a product. Right. And that's- I love that. That's like it. And that is it. I'm I think you have such a good example of like f- 
figuring something out as you go, right? Like the self-made baby you have now is not at all where it started, but right. it wouldn't have gotten there if you didn't start that way, right? And exactly. if people want to land where you are, but what they're missing is all the other stuff that you had to figure out first, right? I right. had a business and I sold it and I thought that was it. And in essence, I'm kind of doing the same thing. It's just a little different, but that evolution allowed me personally to evolve too, where now I can meet the business where it is. And right. wasn't able to do that without that past life, right? right? And it's always always like you're kind of just like building on the last thing you did, kind right. of. Right. And I'm, so I'm curious because you and I have never talked about this, but I've always been maybe not really interested, but I've always been kind of interested. Is like, what is it like to have a really strong relationship while you're being an entrepreneur? Like, is that hard for you? Is that easy for you? Like, what's that dynamic like for you? I would say it's very easy, and the reason for that being is. I'm in the right relationship. Yeah. And I don't want to get emotional or sappy because I am an independent woman who don't need no man, but <laughs> we both are. Um, no, but I think having a very supportive partner is what really helps the dynamic and understanding that, you know, we are not toxic people. Like we have both of us, my boyfriend and I, we have a high sense of self-awareness and um you know we're able to stop our ego in our tracks or just you know have the how should i say we're our foot is cemented into the ground so well that like mm -hmm. we we're so grounded so that it it translates over to how we react to things how we sure. navigate our life and how we work on our relationships dynamic right so I, I think just having a like it's not hard. Like we've never fought over anything. Like I'm not even kidding. We've only had like maybe two major fights in the past, like seven years that we've been together. But I think it's because again, we have a high sense of self-awareness. It's because we know how to deal with things on a mature level. We know what each other's boundaries are. We respect each other. We value one another. Like that's what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like. And so I think that's why it's been so successful, you know, and just understanding like how, you know, how much time you need to spend on your business and how much time you need to spend on yourself. And then how much time you need to spend together is what's really key. Cause I think a lot of businesses or not businesses, but maybe a lot of relationships fail because there's like an imbalance in sure. one of those things. That's valid. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really cool to hear you say that we've never talked about it. And it's just really nice to know that then because, you know, I'm single and there's a part of me that sometimes I'm thinking, would my business fail if I was in a relationship or do I have a leg up on people because I'm single? And then I think about people in relationships and I think, well, they're successful. So right. it wouldn't, it, if that happened, it would be my choice. It wouldn't necessarily be you know, because I'm in a relationship. Right. Right. I think, I think it's knowing how to handle it all that will really help. Although as vague and cliche as that sound, but it's just like, you know, a lot of people as that book claims, I forgot what book, but like, you know, other people have like their love language. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Their love language. That's the, that's the book. 
Um, and so you just need to understand what their love language is and then just cater to that as well. Right. And I think you have a good point about like leaving your ego at the door mm -hmm. because it's like sometimes you have to provide a love language that you're not really into, right? And mm -hmm. it's about saying like, well, that's what that person needs and I love them, so. Right, right. But at the same time, like my boyfriend and I have the same love language. So maybe that's that nice. helps a lot too because we're just very parallel in what we do. What is your love language? My love language is quality time. You're like, hang out with me. Yeah, hang out with me, cuddle with me, do me, give me all the things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in person and right here next to me. Right. 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 And you guys, do you live together? No. No, we don't live together. Not yet. And you're in Miami. Yeah. Have you always lived in Miami? Always. Always. Yeah. Went to school in Miami, never left. Yeah. Went to school in Miami, never left. That wow. was the plan. Like graduate and then maybe go to Columbia for med school. And then once I decided I, went, I didn't want to go to med school, I was like, okay, I'll just get a corporate job in New York. Right. <laughs> and that was that way plan. you can still do the New York thing. Right. There's still time. Yeah, definitely. I, I wanted to move to New York in 2020, but then pandemic hit and I was like, there's no way I'm going to no. move over there now. <laughs> I mean, it's there's definitely no the cheapest time to move to New York, but definitely. it's not the most exciting. Right. I want, I like, if I want to move there, it's because, you know, I can live it to the best of its ability. Yeah. Live it to the fullest. Right. I feel like for me, I'm feeling very pulled to Denver. I don't know if I've shared that with you. No, you never shared that with me. I love that. Yeah. Thinking a lot about like outdoorsy. I mean, part of me would love to just live in LA and scratch that itch, but I just so badly don't want to be driving. And granted, I probably would drive in Denver, but like, it's not known for being bad right there like it is in LA right like, oh that sounds so terrible like I already don't want to drive and now you guys hate driving like that's the worst part of living there is like how right it is to drive so it's pretty tough for me but then I'm thinking well maybe San Diego like that's still kind of outdoorsy and it's California maybe I could do that and I don't know. There's something about 2020 where I'm just, well, I don't, I know what it is. I think Governor Newsom kind of sucks. And so <laughs> even if I'm a Democrat, but like, you know, I just don't like how he handled all of it. And I'm kind of just like, I don't really want to know if I want to go to California anymore. Plus my sister's having a baby. Mm -hmm. um, who knows by the time this podcast come out, we might have a new nephew in the family. Oh, love that. Yeah. But, um, so I, I, I don't really know what's next. I don't think it's St. Louis, but We'll see. And that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. There's also Arizona that you can check out. I've always thought, I've always wanted to visit Arizona because it looks very cute. I love Arizona. I would move to Scottsdale in a heartbeat if my boy ex-boyfriend didn't live there. <laughs> <laughs> there might be people there. that are listening that know him and they might text him and be like, can you move out of Scottsdale? Because Ashley really wants to move there. I <laughs> love it there. When I visited, I was like, could 1000% see myself living there. Um, you know, I feel like they get a good mix of weather where I don't want to live somewhere where it's just one type of weather all year round. Like that gets right. really boring to me. Right. Um, but very cultured, very cool. Chandler and Kaylee are there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> two of our friends. I love friends. that. So it's definitely high on the list. I just got to keep an eye out and see if he leaves because I don't want to. It's too, it's too small of a place. It's a big place, but it's too small of a place where I'm like, I don't want to like run into you. Oh, just forget about it. Forget no, about it. 33 <laughs> years older. I don't know how old I am. 
I think I'm 33 and it's like, I probably shouldn't be worrying about these things, but whatever I am. I get, I get it. No, but I'm always thinking the kind of the same thing. Cause I'm like, I want to buy a home. Hopefully this year I can buy a home uh-huh. and I don't know where I want to buy a home. Cause if we're in Miami and sea waters keep on, keep rising, I can't sell this home. Cause it's just going to be underwater. <laughs> underwater <laughs> no one's gonna want to buy it so i'm like where do i move so i'm like arizona maybe carmel in california maybe mm-hmm. chicago because it's landlocked <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm always thinking of like what what other cities to move to yeah chicago's high on the list for me too i think for me it's like if i'm gonna go to a city like chicago i might as well just go to new york you know right right um but chicago's pretty close to st louis which is nice and it still has that like city feel but I feel like I really just need some like outdoors. I mean, Scottsdale really is high on the list, but. I got to visit there. Just yeah, I would love it. Highly, highly of it. Yeah, there's just so much to do. They have really great hiking and I love hiking. Um, food's awesome. But yeah, I mean, that's my thing. Um, love that. You should look up Carmel in California if you haven't I've, been there. I have not been to Carmel, but I've sold to Car- to boutiques in Carmel by the sea. And oh, that's cute. Yeah, so I I know of it really well. It's Carmel is also where Big Little Lies was filmed. Oh, I've never or where it heard of that. Oh, it's on HBO with like Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. So oh, fun. I'll check it out. I'll check it yeah, out. You it made like me watch Rage. You made me watch The Undoing, and I saw it, and it was good. I didn't yeah. tell you this, but it, it was good. Yeah, the undoing is a wild one. Little Big Little Lies is kind of similar, to be honest. It's like a group of well-to-do, wealthy people, and there is a death, and you don't really know what happened. Um, but it becomes okay. like a twisty kind of story. Shailene Lee's in it, Zoe Kravitz. Nicole is it new? No, it came out like three years ago, and it was like oh, okay. Age. But there's another one coming out, so you'll be able to watch it before the new one comes out. Oh. Brandon, when is it coming out? I don't fucking know. But... Right, right. So just to go back a little bit, because we got I, I got ahead of myself, and I do kind of want to talk a little bit about the coaching business. Now, we did kind of talk about our annoyances with it, obviously, just like that people are kind of price gouging and gatekeeping information and taking from people. But something I think that you and I are always fascinated by is this kind of like pyramid scheme mentality. Where it's mm-hmm. like, you need to have a coach and pay $1,500 for it. And then that coach needs to have a coach and they're paying $3,500 for it. And that coach is paying someone $1,500. Right. And that person's paying $10,000. And that person's paying $40,000. And that person, and blah, 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 blah. And it keeps going up right. to Tony Robbins. Right. <laughs> right. And it's or like, someone high up in there. Right. Like Grant Cardone or whatever the case may be. Right. And it's like, kind of, it's just so wild I don't know why I keep coming back to it. Maybe just because we talk about it all the time. But I mean, I feel like, do you ever feel like you're getting sucked into that and like you can't break out of it? Like what if someone's listening who's like, I totally get where you guys are coming from. The coaching industry is just like stealing from women and putting them in debt and injecting fear into their veins so that they don't actually take off. Like I agree, I see it, but they want to be in the space in some capacity helping women with their businesses. Like what could we say to them to be like, you can do things differently. Like how would you, how do you do things differently to kind of say like, I might be surrounding this space, but I'm different from it. Right. I think again, it all comes with having high self, high sense of self-awareness. But um, I think if you really want to contribute 
you just do so in such a way that is authentic and transparent. And, you know, again, as I said earlier, you need to have a high sense of self-awareness and understand like what your expertise level is. And if you can actually provide that type of value to the price tag that you want to charge. Right. Just because you see, just because you see someone else charging this amount of money does not mean that you should. Right. So I would say in order to get started is to understand, you know, start working your way up, start charging little by little. And then once your prices, get a line out the door. Right. Once demand increases, you can use the law of supply and demand and gouge your prices, (laughs) not gouge your prices, (laughs) but like, you know, raise your prices. Right. And that's totally fine. But I think again, we've, you and I have heard horror stories from a lot of people just charging, overcharging for shitty content or shitty coaching. And so if you really want to change that, make sure that your, whatever you're teaching is extremely valuable. The only thing is, I just think that there have been a few coaches that just have taught so many people to the point where like the top few that were teaching all these, um, how should I say this, irresponsible, unethical ways Uh of teaching people that that bubble, like their own clients have spread throughout and it's just like spread like a plague. Um, So that's also something to note is that you have to be paid, you know, you cannot be paying attention to what other people are doing. Just exactly. Focus whenever, on I get, you. whenever I get new clients who I can tell have kind of been indoctrinated into this system of thinking, right? Like, right. well, I need to have this ironed out perfectly. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like they said that, but that's not true. Like that's not how other business works. Like right. that only works in the online coaching space. That does not transfer to an actual business, right? Right. Something you and I spur on a lot is like, can this be applicable to other businesses? If no, not a good look. Right. 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 And, you know, so I always, I had a client say to me, like, we, I onboarded her and we're starting in a couple weeks. And she was like, can, give me some homework. Like, what can I be working on? And I said, you have to really sit down and unlearn a lot of shit, a lot of bad advice. I love that. Really, really irresponsible tactics. And a lot of fear mongering sales and manipulation. So I want you to write out things that you believe you have to do and assume they're all false. All of them. You know, like she said to me, like, I can't begin because I don't know who my ideal client is. And if I don't know who my ideal client is, I don't have anyone to talk to. And I was like, valid to a degree. But instead, how about you have five different ideal clients that you would like to work with? start talking to a general population and that is going to narrow it down on its own because you're going to be like okay well i actually don't want to work with that kind of person i actually don't want to work with that i don't want to solve that problem i don't want to solve that problem and time in the industry is going to be what narrows your niche what narrows down your brand pillars what narrows down your ideal client instead of starting and thinking that you don't you can't get going because you haven't done your homework yet quote unquote you know right the unlearning, right. I think, is the hardest part. And I think that's a beautiful thing that you do and force people to do when they're working with you. Especially if they come to me and say, I've been working with so many coaches and I have no business to show for it. And that's just like breaks my heart. 
That is, and I think that's the most toxic part of all of it is because people come across one coach, one coach that they know because they studied with them in high school, they met at work, whatever the case may be, they come across one coach. And that one coach acts as like kind of like the vacuum into what is like the online education vortex. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's what happened to me. Right. That's what happened to me. Right. I saw this one girl doing the online coaching thing. And I was like, what is she doing? And then I just started following around like more women who were doing the same thing, just like women that she was hanging out with. You think it's like five or 10 people. And then you realize it's like, it's a vortex. Thousands. <laughs> right. And it's kind of like MLME, like Monet girls kind of situation where it's like, well, who's your coach? Well, who's your coach? Well, who's your coach? And it's like, how many, I'm, I'm now teaching social media marketing to coaches and I'm teaching finance to coaches. And my coach is this person. It's like, who are you working with outside the coaching industry, right? I have clients who are in the fashion industry. I have clients who are personal trainers. I have clients who are selling products to museums. I have clients who are all over the place, right? And it's so right. it's like, if your only clientele is the coaching industry and the money that you're putting into your business from these people is the coaching industry, you're stuck in a bubble. You are, you are. And how transferable are your services? Exactly. Because you're only just teaching other people how to become a coach. And then they just apply their own knowledge and what they've learned across the years. When if you look at people who are really making money in the space, they're teaching business. They're teaching actual business, right? Right. They're showing like, this is the psychology of sales. This is the psychology of marketing. This is how you understand people. And sure, this is how you might want to set up a sales page. But on top of that, it's really like, and I still think it's kind of missing. I still think, you know, you, me, a couple of our friends are really the only people that are like, how can you you just build an actual business, right? right. Like you're not saying I'll do branding and brand strategy and marketing strategy for coaches. You're saying I want to do this for niche brands, for really indie brands, for cool brands, Right. Right. And for those listening that I know that are in the fashion industry and that are doing cool things, Detailist, your agency is phenomenal and it is cool and it is groundbreaking and you do really cool, innovative things and you have such a strong creative aspect where you can help, you know, a hair salon or a, you know, nail, uh, you know, like a fake nail company or you can right. help like a, you know, Versatility brand or a skincare right. brand, you know, you right. can help all of these different things where it's not just like you've only learned how to work with the coaching industry. So, right. I hope that there, I know that there are people of mine, and I know that because some of you have talked to me about being a client, and I know you listen to the podcast, and I want you to know that, like, and this is what I always tell people like, vet the people you're hiring hard, right. vet them so hard, and include me in that. Because I'll pass the test. You'll pass the test, right? You have the skills. I have the skills. We have receipts that kind of show like this is not a bullshit thing. Like we're here to actually help you and help you get results and help you up level and scale. And so vet me. I Like, please. I'm not afraid right. of it. And some right. people, and you and I both know this, would be really freaked out by that. Would be like, right. I don't want to work with you if you're going to ask me that kind of question. Right. And I think that's one of the, I guess – 
I don't want to say the shining aspects of who I am, but like, it's very humbling to know that like, at least one of my students has told me that you answer all of my questions. Like I can ask you anything and you have an answer for it. Like that is what's so empowering. And I guess what makes this investment worth it is knowing that everything is knowing that you know a lot of the branding side of a business the marketing side of a business how to you can help in so many ways right like I'm not just I'm not like a one-size-fits-all when it comes to like the online coaching space right right, you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I struggled with because obviously I could have made thousands of dollars branding myself as a coach but I just didn't want to do that yeah you actually I remember you actually took a step back and said I'm redoing some things because I'm falling into this trap mm -hmm. and it's not me right yeah I think that's really brave thank you thank you yeah I was you know I just felt like I was painted again as I said earlier like you cannot pay attention to what other people are doing Um, but yeah, I just felt like I was paying attention to what other people are doing and seeing like, oh, that worked for them. So I'm kind of going to do the same thing and not have Mm -hmm. to hire them because I'm literally seeing it in front of my eyes that they're doing X, Y, and Z. And I was like, if I just do X, Y, and Z too, then it's going to work out for me. And, um, then I started to realize like, wait, this is not what I stand for. This is not what I would personally, I don't want to say invest in but it's like it's not something that like I want people to perceive me as so that they can invest in it so it was just like this is not my avenue this is not the way that I want to be perceived this is not how I want to enter or be known for in the online space so I just had to you know have a (laughs) how shall I say this like I just needed to put the brakes on my business and yeah make a sharp right turn and do what I felt was right right for me well good for you and you you know you like I said you're always evolving you're always like what more can I do what else can I do I'm not doing just one thing here like I'm a multifaceted person and my business is going to represent that if you want me for branding and marketing and strategy and messaging come to the agency if you want some really easy tips and you want some motivation go check out some of my social media if you want you know something really fun to flip through check out the magazine that comes out quarterly like like you have all these different things you have the podcast you have all you know it's you have all these different facets of your business that perfectly reflect all the different facets of yourself and you. you are actually coming out with a new facet of your business called the lounge, um, which is perfectly serving your audience in the way that we were just saying, like, what do they need? What do they want? What do, um, what kind of like end goal can you help provide them? And I feel like you really landed on something with the lounge if you wanted to talk about it. Sure. So yeah, right now I'm working on the lounge, which is the self-made babe membership. And as I said, you know, I wanted to minimize the barrier of entry for women to enter the entrepreneurship, the entrepreneurship space. And so, you know, 2020 was a year of kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall with my business and seeing like what works, what people react to. And then based off that, I was like, I, 
towards the end of 2020, I was already doing like free trainings on the Facebook group or on Zoom. And I was like, wait a minute, what, why don't I just like package these free trainings into a membership and just like house everyone in there and just like make it an overall experience for the people inside because I was very anti-membership last year because I'm like, oh, that's too much work. I don't want to be consistently putting out content every month. But I was like, wait a minute, I'm already fucking doing that for free. So might as well just like... Repurpose it in a, in a way. Yeah, repurpose it. a little it. extra value. Right, repurpose it in such a way that like women only have to spend as much as two Starbucks drinks a month as a founding member, which that is incredible. And... I know that you're still working on that. So people, if you're interested in honestly some like really, really, really good value at a price point that to her point is two Starbucks drinks like a month, so easy, so low. I mean, you and I have seen memberships that are $2.97 a month, $3.50 a month. And I know a lot of those people come to me and I'm sure have come to you and have said like, I didn't get anything out of that. I don't know why I spent six months in that program. Um, so, you know, the thing is, is that you can, you're going to get your values worth for sure. So I'm really, really excited about that. But, um. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just like another way of like me saying like, I know a lot of people and I know like my competitors charge this much, but I'm just going to start off small and then based off, you know, the feedback, I'll just incrementally increase it. Because as we said earlier in this podcast episode, the law of supply and demand is very key when it comes to growing your business. Yep, it's very true. Well, I'm just so happy that you came on, Marie. Thank you so much. I feel like you're, I mean, personally, you're one of my favorite people, you know. You're my favorite person too. Stop. And I'm just really happy that we have like connected and grown a friendship over the past year and you know you and I are both very big like women empowering women and supporting each other and lifting people up and we've built a really good tight-knit group of people that we are friends with we have a group text we talk all the time you know me you Nina the lawyer Chandler J Law I think is her candle copied by Kaylee Leslie Viegas and our group is so supportive, so women empowering women. And if you guys listening here are looking for more of that vibe and not the vibe of like pay me money to get the answers, follow Marie at Selfmade Babe. Thank you. Thank you. And at the detailist in case they're interested in your services. Yes, that's where if you want brand design, web design, some marketing services, social media strategy, it's all there. Boom. So, Marie, I don't know if you have listened to any of these story episodes yet. Granted, by the time we're recording this, only one has come out. So I know you haven't. But or maybe you've listened to the one. I'm ending all of these stories episodes with a rapid fire. Okay. Love that. So whatever word or couple words, but like keep it quick, uh, come to mind whenever I say certain words. Okay. Simba. My dog. (laughs) Aquarium. My aquarium that I have in my home. (laughs) (laughs) You're obsessed with that thing. I am. I love it so much. Why do you think you love it so much? I mean, I love it, but I'm wondering why you love it. I don't know. I just Are you obsessed with marine biology? Um I wouldn't I 
at first no but I guess having fine I guess in little Marianne inside of me you know loving finding Nemo and finding Dory just having an aquarium that has like those animals inside is just very nice finding, yeah just like 10 out of 10 my favorite cool. yeah okay um sushi my favorite type of food business self-made babe <laughs> <laughs> next one is self-made babe <laughs> empowered women I don't know what this word is. Oh, Miami. The town I live in. <laughs> am, am I doing these wrong? No, you're doing just fine. Okay, thank you. New York. The place I want to live. Sparkle. Your eyes. Oh, thank you. Ah, how romantic. <laughs> Pink. So what? I'm not a rock star. <laughs> Empowerment. Transformation. Instagram. At selfmadebabe.co. <laughs> and Clubhouse. At selfmadebabe. <laughs> My <laughs> handles, that's it. <laughs> you truly have some of the best Clubhouse rooms. I always love being in a room with you. We both do. We're always co-hosting together. Yeah. Anytime you're in, I'm always like popping in. And anytime I'm on, I'm popping you um, in. Like... Yeah. As soon as I get a ping from any of my friends, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I stop everything that I do. Well, Marie, thank you so much for joining and thank you for opening up and chatting. And um, like I said, everybody go follow Marie. Okay, wait, hold on. Before we end, I recently learned it's not Marie. Yeah, I kind of pronounce, I'm not kind of, I pronounce it Marianne because it's what I've grown up with my whole entire life. But technically it should be Marie Anne because Mary Anne, Marie Anne is my first name and then my middle name is Sabrina and then my last Wait, name. Wait, that was the Mary. other mind-blowing thing. Your name is Marianne. Yeah. Without a hyphen. Just my first name is Marianne. That is so wild. So Marianne Sabrina Altuve. Yeah. Well everybody go follow Marianne. That's <laughs> all <Just Dave. laughs> Yes. Check out her Facebook group if you want a really solid community of people who are awesome and amazing <laughs> and she's making the worst face on zoom right now <laughs> she's amazing thank you for having me and that's a wrap on the daily hype podcast for today i hope that you enjoy this and i hope you come back for more thank you guys so much by the way for the reviews that is so big for a podcast and listen if you're not reviewing at least you're sharing this with your friends you're telling me that you love this you're putting this on instagram it means the world to me so thank you thank you thank you and we will see you next time